Games Workshop's Basement, hosted by John Cardell, Danny McDevitt, Val Heffelfinger, I'm Dickie, and it's Grim After Dark. Guys, it's enough, it's enough. It only took me investing in a soundboard again in order to feel fully appreciated on this show. Guys, welcome to Grim After Dark. My name is John. I'm back behind the desk. I'm poorly lit, terribly green screen, but ready to misinform an attempt to entertain. Um, but I can't do it by myself. Uh, first off is my good friend. He brings a wealth of knowledge uh, to the table. He can't talk about the games we play because we don't do that here. Uh, let's give a big warm welcome to Danny McDevitt. John. It's great to be here. I'm really, it's really so there's cool that you have. Now. Wait, well, stop. Oh, sorry. Do I need to wait for you to play it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, ready? Okay, hold on. Go. Uh, I'm the fuck, I gotta start again now. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. He's play. He can't play the games. He's mad as hell. He doesn't get to talk about it. Let's give a warm welcome to Danny McDavid. Why aren't you talking? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I thought I would give you a chance to do your thing. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, John, how are you doing? I'm doing. <laughs> Thanks. I really, I needed that. Yeah, you're good. Um, there's, a, there's a reason uh, tonight's called dueling soundboards because Val also. <laughs> Bring him in so he can hear. Val also has access to a soundboard, so it's going to be a bit crazy. Uh, I'm sorry, Danny. We're going to ask, how, how are you doing? How are things? I'm doing good, but I'm not wearing. Is that like a printed tuxedo T-shirt? What are you wearing tonight, my brother in Christ? It looks like there's is, a printed bow tie around your neck. This is the Aberdeen Football Club home strip uh, from oh. 1993. Uh, it's a retro kit, sponsored by the Northeast's finest uh, North Sound Radio. Um, it was back when the team was terrible and wasn't winning anything, um, but not okay. this year. Uh, but but close. Well, that's good. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Uh, with, with that wonderful commentary, um, I guess <laughs> we're going to in, invite on our other guest, uh, or the host even. Uh, I was so insulted by what you said, I forgot how the show works. Uh, it's it's Val Halfelfinger. On my job. Yeah. How you doing? How doing you good. doing, fellas? Good. We got the whole gang back together. And Dickie it's been in the a while. Corner. We're here. It has been a while. Oh, it's wonderful. It's too long. Um, my question is, why yeah. isn't why isn't that particular football team sponsored by Iron Bread? Well, many reasons. <laughs> One, they're not a great football team. Uh, two, I don't think Iron Brew has the money to sponsor a football team. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, Iron Brew I, I, in 1993. You're telling me there wasn't a Scottish fucking football team that didn't have Iron Brew on, the, been, on the front of their I mean, jersey. I feel if I was that. If I was Iron Brew, I would insist on your kit being orange and blue, uh, with with no in between. And I don't think there's many teams that would change colors. Got it. Um, yeah. Got it. That's it. Hi guys. Okay. That makes sense. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, uh, guys, I was, I was gone for a little bit. Then, then Val, you were gone for a little bit, but now we're all back together. Uh, we're all here to sadly talk about the most important thing for this podcast. That Val, you have Chris and Warhammer 40K's only late night show for some reason. Um. <laughs> I, I like to giggle at that one. I do. I do. I like to say it in your exact same sort of uh, tone and pace as well. Mm. Uh, 
Well, that's uh, the big thing over the weekend happened. It was the release of Fast X. However, we're going to be talking about um, the Bay Area Open, which oh, yeah. has which has less, less thrills. Um, yeah, less thrills, less about family, uh, more about Warhammer. Danny, as uh, someone who followed it closely all weekend, mm-hmm. how was the Bay Area Open? John, it was certainly an event of ninth edition Warhammer 40,000. Um, it had a number of participants, and uh, I believe it had uh, six rounds of titillating competition between some of the best players on the West Coast and throughout the entire country, and maybe even the world. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Excuse me. Was Damn it the it. clapping for the sneeze or the, the description? Who knows? Dude, I it was perfectly timed. It was like my I was like allergic to my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who won? Do we know who won? Did they this has happened, I assume. Yeah, Forest Phantom won. Uh he won with Space Wolves. I'm um, sorry, did you say a ghost? For- a ghost yeah. of, an actual ghost. I think his name is Phantom. I don't know. You could look at it. It might be Fantim. I don't know. <laughs> so Forest Fantim. <laughs> Forest one team, um, a lovely Persian fellow. <laughs> Do you know what army you won with? I know we we're joking. Wolves. What's it, Space Wolves? Unfortunately, it was Space Wolves. Yeah. Oh, but we talked last week about wanting to get rid of Space Wolves from the meta. This oh. just makes it harder. Mental note: Listen to last week. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, there's a promo for for the future. Is just yeah, uh, listen to the show. That's all we ask for. <laughs> Uh, alex chilliver and chat coming in letting us know iron brew is made by bar uh the company bar so it would be bar on the shirt and not iron brew also yeah most brews are made in a bar john i mean that's true for the record in 2020 iron brew signed enhanced shirt sponsorship deal with queen's park fc so what's queen's park fc Queens Park Football Club, I would assume. It looks like they have a stadium and everything. Holy cow. They don't just play it in some random field they find. <laughs> is, is that a Scottish team, though? I was I was like, even know the quality. Where's the probably, about us? Probably. Um, but Mount Florida, Glasgow. I think it's <laughs> straight out of Florida. Yeah, that's where Queens Park plays their games. No, Mount is in stuff. it's Lesser Hamden Park, Mount Florida. Oh, it's Queen's Park Rangers. Yeah, yeah. So they they don't have a stadium. They rent that one from the SFA. That's an entirely different podcast. Already lost enough listeners talking about Star Wars. We're not going to go into the financial aspects of. We had listeners. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we don't have podcasts for some reason. (laughs) Don't know why. Um, I'm actually part of the Writers Guild, guys, and uh, (laughs) posting a podcast is not writing anything. I'm I'm part of the. the uh, podcast upload local T forty seven, and uh, we've been on that pick. We've been on that picket line hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. just calling out work and be like, "Can't come in today. I got a picket for podcasters <laughs> for equal pay." Podcast uploaders, John, learn oh, the, learn the issues, man. No, I refuse. Um, well, I'm putting this down here. I may be wrong, maybe right. You guys can all angrily correct me. Is the last sort of big major, especially from Frontline, our, our wonderful friends and sponsors uh, of Ninth Edition. So I'm asking mainly Danny here, uh, no offense, about what will Ninth Edition <laughs> Warhammer be remembered for? Oh. Oh. 
you know, like uh, second edition is your hero hammer and then you know you have leaf what's what's ninth edition going to be remembered for i think wild balance changes like i think that that's and like maybe i would say the, like the solidification of like a regular balance update that came in ninth edition pretty much mm-hmm and what are some of the positives that came out of ninth edition? We can talk about negatives all day. And if we don't go very long, we will. Uh, well, but I would like to say well, mine, a positive. I yeah. mean, like for me, the negative uh, view on it would be like, I like to view my uh, relationship with GW as a, as a romantic relationship allegory. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, that makes and, this, sense. and I'd say like ninth edition to me was like being in the bar with like my best friend while he just yells at me that she doesn't love me. And then, but it finally clicked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it finally, like it sunk in. Like, oh yeah, I don't have to stream for like you. they, like they, <laughs> they ghosted, they ghosted Ninth Edition for a year. Yeah. Um. So you know, that sucked. And I didn't really think about it until you brought it up, Danny. The 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 balance swings were insane. Like you would go like one quarter where like this army, this unit was like really overpowered. Then the next update would come and then we just, the the, the seesaw would t- t- like teed over to the other way. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, would you say that was kind of the biggest downside of ninth is it seemed like the FAQs and kind of the balance updates look to kind of fix issues without forward thinking of what the fixes would cause? No, I think that they pretty much knew that stuff. I think most, I think like. Oh, the audience is mean. <laughs> you didn't even let me finish. I will Fine. Not. All right. No, I'm done. I don't want, I don't want to get booed anymore, John. As someone oh, who. My fragile ego can't take that. As someone who like uh, broadcast uh, Shad Naden getting like removed from the face of the planet by all of the orc buggies. Uh, at uh, at SoCal <laughs> Open, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then later on, um, you know, where were we at Dickey? We were in New Orleans, New Orleans. Uh, watching. That was actually just before SoCal Open, watching on the second, I guess, the semifinal table, all of the Orc Buggies almost kill everything, and then and Dark Eldar just dump, dummying everything for, for, like, that entire year. Um, yep. And then rinsed and then replaced by just these like very foreseeable. It was the thing that really broke my heart was that everything was incredibly foreseeable. People mm-hmm. were were ringing alarm bells, and no one cared. They didn't they didn't do anything, and that that sucked. Like that really robbed me of of my joy of of playing the game uh, because people worked really really hard, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people over there who worked really really hard, and for whatever reason there was just extreme neglect out of the gates of of ninth ninth edition. I don't know what the reasons were. And I think eventually they actually got to a place where they were better than they ever were at it. Am, am I yeah, wrong yeah. to say that? Yeah. No. Yeah, it ended really, really yeah. pretty good, I feel. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the end of the edition is great right now. Like, they always seem to be that way, right? Kind of like, I mean, 8th wow. was a little a little worse. but Like when Ethan? they ended the edition and they, they brought in, the, they decided to just old world 40k by bringing in the most powerful characters possible. And making the last couple of months like almost that's unplayable. Seven. That's seven. That's seventh. Jesus, I'm old. Yeah. So, so yeah, but, for seventh for sure. But eighth edition out of the gates, and actually, like, I don't know if we'll get into what we think about what's coming up with tenth, but like, um, eighth edition, oh, they were all over it. Like, they went to a quarterly uh, FAQ. It wasn't quarterly, actually. It was what? It was the spring and the fall FAQ. I think was mm-hmm. what they they committed to mm-hmm. after like what five or six. Like hot fixes out of the gates 
um, like there were two, there were so many updates. People were complaining about the updates. That was the first time I saw that complaint, which was so ironic yeah. at the time because yeah. they hadn't updated a game in ten right. years at that point. Did uh, you feel like old man about it? Be like, in my day, they updated it once every five years when it was an addition <laughs> change. Well, actually, I I hadn't the only the, the only day I understood was seventh, where they just didn't right, like where we were all independently yeah. Uh, yeah. patching the game. So sorry to hog the conversation, but I just thought oh, like the way the way that they treated eighth edition sort of set a bar for expectations, which they actually got back to and surpassed, I think, eventually in tenth, in fairness. But the way that 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 the the way that uh, ninth edition got out of the gates and the fact that I could I was there and I could see the fact that they they knew and didn't do anything. Uh, that bothered me so deeply to my core. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Well, they set some pretty strong expectations in eighth, right? Like mm -hmm. about that. So, yeah, yeah. Well, very reasonable, very reasonable expectations. You know, you got people putting so. so much time into this game. They had play test. That was the other thing is the weird the, the way they the play test community kind of fell apart. I think. Yep. That was maybe maybe that was part of what was going on. Is that like. Um, the way that they were playtesting 8th edition, that system kind of fell apart as they came into 9th, 9th edition. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm projecting there. I actually have no insight whatsoever. Yeah. Um, um, Chad is asking, speaking of Frontline Gaming, I heard a wild rumor tonight that GW is buying Frontline Gaming. Is it true? I just want to remind people watching and listening. Uh, we have been uh, away from Frontline Gaming for about four months now. Mm -hmm. And even before then, we didn't really take notes or or, or about, uh, attend meetings. Actually, <laughs> I did. I, I used to, I was on their uh, weekly marketing call, actually. <laughs> I, was, I was deep in. Uh, but I would not have been privy to anything like that. Uh, no. It would be, um, GW doesn't buy their employees lunch. I don't think they're going to buy another company. Now, to be uh, fair, those weren't their employees. Those were independent contractors who knew nothing of Warhammer. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I just randomly yeah. said doesn't uh, they don't buy their employees lunch, forgetting that they legitimately didn't, <laughs> didn't, buy, didn't buy their employees lunch. Didn't uh, even let them jump the lines. Didn't even give them fucking jump the queue tickets. But anyway, look, uh, I don't want shit all over these guys all the time because I'm actually pretty pumped. For this moment of, for this moment of, of 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 hope and sunshine and requited love that is the birth of a new edition, and I I am very dubious about the idea that GW bought Frontline Gaming. That's probably yep. um, a yeah. hot, that podcast. Sound right. I, and I I have no way to. Know if I know anything about GW, you might have tried to buy it, but their web cart failed at the moment where they actually went to go ahead with it, <laughs> and then the whole thing just crashed. Uh, which would I mean, be my experience with GW the past month. Yeah, them buying Frontline Gaming would be like them buying like the ITC circuit or something like that. I just don't think it's. Well, that, I mean, that is an official thing. Is is uh, not necessarily that they bought. <laughs> I, got, I they, got something for this. Not that they bought the circuit, but that they are. They've, they've, GW does run the ITC at this point. They partnered with yeah. with with Frontline to do that. <laughs> Uh, that was very late. <laughs> was a, a, a very late and quiet drum roll. Um, That's fine. Apparently, all of my sounds are different volumes, so I have to start low. Otherwise, I'm just going to blow up people's speakers. Um, so, yeah. Um, I doubt that it was bought, but it might have something to do with, with ITC, and which we have heard nothing yeah. about. ITC hasn't been up. has like 
No. But no updates no. about it. Really work. No updates about an app, no updates about all no. kinds of very big might cool just questions. be like a, a CTC from here on out where it's a codependent tournament circuit. And, <laughs> and that's just where we're gonna go. Um uh kicker claws, the uh events manager and bundle of energy extraordinaire, though, did post some updates from uh, BAO. And he posted this article, and this one really, uh, or this Facebook post, and it really caught my attention because he was like, these are the top contenders for 40K best painted at BAO <laughs> Oh, yeah, let me see these. So I, I chose two that really picked, caught my eye. Okay. And I wanted to get your guys' professional opinions. Of course, uh, Val is, is a longtime streamer commentator. Danny is, is a featured professional painter on GW's own websites. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go to this John next well. one. John is well. Uh, I didn't yeah, want to be true. too up, but yeah, but yeah. So we have this one here. Uh, tell me what oh, you're wow. seeing. I mean, that one. Describe cool. it for the audio listener that I'll make sure hears this this week. <laughs> <laughs> I got fired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the girl from Rebels, right? Yeah. It's like not hair. So I don't think oh, it's I totally hair. even didn't even see that. It's a bit blurry on my end. I gotta almost I gotta pull this up in the PowerPoint. But uh, I had to enhance yeah. it. It looks enhance like a, de- a maybe a devil fish, like a wrecked devil fish. Is that like a? Uh... I think it's the the uh, 3D print third version. party one. Yeah, the one that looks the one the guy who made all the drone army thing. Yeah. Is that like Cromley? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I do. Nicely uh, weathered, I guess. Yeah, it's really nice. This one bothered me because I don't like. Uh, this is the Reese's peanut butter cup of models. They got Star Wars in my Warhammer. Oh, um, I, I, I don't like that. Um, and not only did they get Star Wars in my Warhammer, they they, they sexualized Hera, if Danny's to be believed, by wearing ineffective stormtrooper armor uh, with a high V hit. Um, wasn't a fan. Uh, so you're well, not you're not commenting in very, on anything to do with the quality reason. of the painting. It's just the imagery that you're taking offense to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm also, she's start telling me to be quiet about models. all of that. I don't like like that. on their basis, John. For when we play, I'm going to start naming all my models after Star Wars characters. What do you think about that? Well, the next army that we're going to look at here is going to be. <laughs> this is a League of Votan. Now, I got a little color shift going on here. Okay. What I like about this is he didn't like. I'm assuming he and I'm sorry for doing that. It's 2023, but I like that he didn't bother about any of the pesky details or, or different colors. <laughs> yeah, all those, all the crates and the cloaks on the on the yeah. on the pioneers. Like, oh yeah, Botanian, Botanian crates are very much the uh, the overused 80s uh, retro wave aesthetic. Um, I <laughs> would have put this one up personally. I I very much dislike. Uh, the airbrushed army look and i know it's oh, quick okay i know it comes out good but this is just the the worst example of it because it looks like a competent paid scheme if you ignore the fact that all the metallic parts of those uh, bikes are actually just not picked out whatsoever well, hey john uh, yeah how do you feel about those bases the ones that are just stickers that are cut to size oh are they stickers <laughs> 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 no badly cut too <laughs> yeah, those, look are te- at- those, those are te- that's text that is textured uh plastic card that is that has uh, been yeah i don't know about that <laughs> mm. uh, this is a little too thick it's a little too thick i would say that this is what i would say about this because okay. I, I i always feel uncomfortable about hobby shaming um because i pay for it 
Um, I'm not so, shaming. I'm just saying, just uh, don't jizz airbrush paint all over your models and call the best. Yeah, first of all, I think this is a really, actually, nice job <laughs> airbrushing. Well, I think it looks really good. There, there are some really nice transitions going on here, and where where he oh. has gone back and picked out highlights on whatever the Terminator dwarfs are, um, you can see that there's there's work there. Sometimes when you see a rush job to get to a tournament or an army, they ruin the army. There's nothing. There's no going back. Like it's just it's a, it is a shitty paint job forever. This yeah. person has put themselves in a position where they can actually come back and finish yeah. this job, and I don't, I don't think that uh, they deserve our scorn. I, I think this was so a you're good tournament. This is a good tournament. Story. This is a good tournament paint job. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I agree. Here, here. here we go. And then even Chat's coming in and saying it looks really good. The thing, the base is painted, good theme, and the color palette is well executed. It's coming in from Nick Herding. And Nick, yeah. I'm sorry for making fun of your army. Um, <laughs> but Val, you're absolutely right. Looking at it there, but it's probably a rush to three color minimum. He got it done to a point he was happy with. You can always go back and touch that up there. Um, it just looks basic. like the, the electric bill is going to be ridiculous at the Votanian compound because of all the blue and uh, pink light. You, shone you find it you know, like This is a tournament. This is a tournament paints job. Sure. I mean, I mm -hmm. think we could all agree on that. But is it in contention for best painted army worthy? Like that's what yeah. I think. Look, I when mean, Kicker typed that, he was probably like also writing two other emails and like <laughs> trying to trying to break a twenty, try, trying to break a twenty at the at their at their shop and also running on the spot. Um, like, and, you know, like, six bowls of frosted flakes in. Or yeah. do you feel he found like someone there crushing up corn flakes? Frosted flakes and just this is my kicker impression the at the time. He says, uh, oh, hey, oh, hey, can you go just take some photos of some cool looking armies? Yeah, thanks. Here, just just post them. <laughs> what thanks, do you kid. want? What do you want from them? <laughs> a hardest working man in war game. All right, I'm gonna say something nice about the photo too. I like that they got a nice low angle shot here. We've got <laughs> we've got we've got a soft focus in the distance. You could, there's a hinting at the orcs coming towards the the mighty Votan standing off against the, the fiendish Xenos, other Xenos threat. So, so it's also a cool co composition. I don't know what the token is for, though. That's confusing. It's a challenge coin. It's probably a lay claim marker for the Votan secondary. No, yeah. oh, true. Well, in my well there's other nice things we can say, like in the next slide here, where we, we can let people know that thanks to our friends at Frontline Gaming, uh, their latest full color terrain set is available for purchase only cool, at frontlinegaming.org. Uh, use the link in the chat uh, to encourage me to continue to make fun of perfectly good paint schemes that are way better than what I could do in the time frame provided. Uh, and I would assume, based on the logos up here, um, that there's an arrow pointing down to direct attention uh, to the <laughs> terrain set. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That's obviously yeah. what that is. Obviously um, what that I, is there. I've seen these in person, and these sets are really nice. Um, they played with them in the top table at LVO. Mm -hmm. um, really, really nice terrain for sure. Very functional. I'm yeah. super curious because I, I I haven't really delved into the tenth terrain rules yet, but I I do wonder how third party terrain will fare and what what tables are going to look like going forward. Well, I, if history teaches us anything, uh, terribly. <laughs> And no comment from me. <laughs> well, let's just say that Ninth Edition was not too kind to the standard uh, FLG terrain layout. No. 
karaoke. The nice thing about these ones is all the bottom floor windows are boarded up. Yeah. So you can see, yeah, these these are also yeah very much these are these are ninth edition train sets just in time for tenth edition. So we'll see how she goes. <laughs> I think it'll be fine. It'll probably be fine, right? It'll be fine. They, they they are absolute like voodoo magic They're though. The, the printed color stuff is like it's wild. For MDF it's train, wild. it's it's wild. Yeah, I was gonna put a QR code in the screen uh, to be like, hey, scan this, help us out. But then I got uh, distracted by not only soundboards, uh, which are super cool, but this next thing here. Last week was the Skulls uh, event for Warhammer, oh. which is their festival of video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent an absorbent or like a, a huge amount of time this this weekend when I should have been doing uh, schoolwork, playing both Speed Freaks and Bolt Gun. Uh, the you can two play Speed Freaks. Games. Yeah, it's there out was right a now. Open Open Alpha on uh, Steam uh, that you get invited yeah. into. Uh, I spent uh, about five hours this weekend playing it. It's uh, a phenomenal game. It has like so much promise. At this point, they only have one game mode out for it. Uh, they have about eight different orc vehicles that you can choose from, um, but it's essentially twisted metal. I was gonna say, I watched a forty-minute YouTube video about the death of the car combat genre, and then I like, <laughs> and then immediately saw this this like trailer. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, really, just answered that one. Um, who would have thought? I, I am also. I was uh, Interstate seventy six. Anybody? Anyone play that? Oh, I loved Interstate seventy six. Yeah, uh, Carmageddon. Yeah. Ooh. Another one. The original Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. yeah. Like the top down, fucking driving around. Incredible. Driving around, but uh, the the game is super solid. Uh, there was a couple of weird bugs where I got stuck, but again, it's a free open alpha right now. It's a game I'm definitely going to purchase. My favorite vehicle pay? right now. No, no, it's free to play right now. Incredible. You it's like you're you're lucky that i'm here like i would just be telling my wife i'm gonna go record instead of go play speed freaks but my computer nice computer is in the living room okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> but my my favorite uh my favorite vehicle and danny you're gonna have to correct me on the name of this because i don't follow work shit who does the the tricycle well which one's that called the the war boss tricycle oh yeah that's the handy wacka wagon the handy yeah. wacka wagon oh. would be my favorite thing uh, because <laughs> What you can do is you can fire a harpoon as one of your attacks that attaches to an enemy vehicle, then it drags you uh, incredibly quickly towards them, and then you can hit them with a power claw. It's just a war trick. It's just a war (laughs) trick. Yeah, but with a harpoon. Yeah. Uh, And then coming in the chat, uh, Alex Chilver saying, Speed Freaks is proper fun. There was a big patch today. Uh, So, guys, we're going to wrap this up here. Um, (laughs) Incredibly dope. I am, like, legit. Like, Dickie knows that I've I've, I've been convalescing from a uh, recent procedure. And I've been bored out of my fucking mind. So much so that I entertain playing video games. So, like, I wish I'd... I'm I'm 100% going to play this. Yeah. Play a little vermin side, too. So, Uh, I'm uh, definitely down for some speed pranks. the second one that, that really caught my attention uh, through the Skulls event was Bolt Gun was finally released. It's a retro style uh, shooter with uh, sprite graphics. I use the imagery a lot in the intro video that I make, so I love it. Um, but playing the game, I played it less than Speed Freaks uh, because it has the typical Doom 2 and Quake things of getting lost really easily in the map. Um, but it's the, the standard... Uh, you get to a door, the door needs a red key, you have to go kill people until you find the red key. And that's that's sort of all it is. And it starts with cultists and your I guns. It. It's, it's so fun. I, it's I so it. fun. Yeah. They, they have like the best thing. If you hit T, uh, T is for taunt. It does literally nothing in game. 
um apart from have your guy taunt your enemies from afar and the uh uh the actor god it's uh ram uh ram yeah. Cooley or something yeah yeah really? yeah, yeah. That yeah. Guy yeah yeah does the voice for, for that oh that's yeah. fucking sick and then the best thing yeah. about it is the developer said they wasted him because they just had him scream and grunt into a microphone yeah. for three days. Yeah, yeah. Are you? But I bet he loved every minute of it. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, also, there, I, I noticed that there was a bit of an announcement. Uh, it looks like uh, Darktide seems to have pulled his head out of his ass. Is that? Yeah, I need to go back to that. Is it? They have. They seem to be confident enough that they've decided to start doing DLC again. So there's a free, oh. there's a free, oh. there's a there's a free DLC oh. or free LC coming out, um, cool. and I think they have patched the game to the point where they feel like it's it's a worthy game, and they sound like they're going to update it. Because like to put this in context, Fermentide Two, which is so Nine, old, like old? is so old, yeah. Yeah. it's getting it's getting a DLC update and a free level pack uh, next month. Mm-hmm. Which is nuts. Wow. So, like, if Dark Dark Tide literally will live forever and be updated forever, if well, live um, till Dark Tide two, um, yeah, maybe, but or yeah. I don't know. It's good enough that they maybe just do keep iterating it forever. Um, my point is, is that it will be supported for a long time. So, have you guys mm-hmm. been back to it lately? Uh, would you want to pick it up again? Because I, I did buy it. Oh, <laughs> I, I for sure I would. Have, yeah, I'll pick, I, I know I hit a wall with it personally because it stopped being satisfying um and i was having like i remember there was like a week and a half danny where we had just like nothing but connection issues the whole time like we could not keep a party of four together without being dropped so like uh, sadly with these games when you have those playability issues or you have like the upgrade system which just Mm -hmm. wasn't where it needed to be yeah and and that's what would have made the game a lot more exciting right is if that system like would let you customize your weapons a little yeah yeah so i think that's back in it there um yeah, like I said, lots of exciting things happening for Warhammer video games. Uh, like I said, I'm very excited for the future of this, especially Speed Freaks Bolgun, just ridiculous fun. And I like the fact I that I can play Speed Freaks. I pick literally download it immediately. Uh, you just pick it up, play it, drop it off. Right now, they only have the one mission type where you race as fast as possible to a point on the map, which you then have to hold. You get bonus points for getting there first. You hold it for five minutes, and then the next point lights up, and you race there. Let's be real, get, guys. It yeah. has a grot mega tank in it. Yeah, okay. it does. Um, it's sick. The weapon like, it has a front prow which lifts up and slams down and causes the car in front to go flying up into the air. Incredible, amazing. That's all you ever want. That's all you ever want. So realistic. <laughs> <laughs> the heck, you're combat, bud. Heck Speaking, yeah. uh, but let's go back to the tabletop for a second because the brainy boffins over a Warhammer competitive on Reddit wow. have come up with the most amazing way. Uh, to win your games of Warhammer. <laughs> Ethics of using cat hair as static grass tufts for competitive advantage? Question mark. Uh, Danny, Val, how do you feel about using cat hair as static grass tufts so you can maybe trigger someone's uh, allergies? I mean, is this a targeted attack? Like, am I am I doing? Am I looking at the meta of my event, and I know that like, like the top Dickie's table guy be there, he doesn't like this animal. He's got a real cat allergy. This is a tailored <laughs> thing, or am I just looking to get an edge in like ten percent of my games? Like, this is this is what I'm looking at. Also, was this taken so seriously that it was actually removed? Because that's a bit crazy to me. It was. I think it was removed because it wasn't in the spirit of Warhammer Competitive, which is ironic because this is the more tactical advice that I would usually get in a Reddit post from there. <laughs> you know, 
John, I can't help but feel like they've just copied me. My patented move of poisoning my opponent during the match by handing them tainted water um, will never be Thanks usable. Thanks for these beers, the by the way, way, man. I really yeah, appreciate hey, No problem. Enjoy those. See you tomorrow <laughs> at the game. What's great is like half of it disappears when it's on screen. It's great. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> All right, so but what are some other underhanded ways to cheat in a game of Warhammer? I wrote down some ideas yeah. here. I don't know if you want me to start off, and then you guys can add some mm -hmm. more on to the top here. Um, I have here, uh, surround your dice by bees in case they have a bee allergy. Oh. So like your oh. dice tray would be like covered in honey. So when you roll your dice, mm -hmm. you're like, I got 26 sixes, but there's too see, many Bs to see. So you're just you le leading into it like anaphylaxis <laughs> is what you're doing there. You're all in on just causing uh, that's, horrible that's just, okay, okay. allergic reactions. Are you just always just, lick, are you just, always just like licking point, peanut like, butter yeah, off yeah, your fingers? Peanuts oh. Well, the next one I did have was oh, rub your hands, dice, and all of your models in peanuts. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. And then offer to let your opponent use your dice. Um, this one is for our, our good friend Nate here, Danny. Um, have uh -huh. all of your dice be exclusively red and green in color. Um, <laughs> just in case they're color. I feel being colorblind is about the same percentage as owning a cat. Um, so that's pretty So you can double up well, there, John, and get double yeah. the benefits. Certainly okay. would be effective against anyone who owns that jersey, for example. That's true. That's true. Uh, because they're a very lonely person, so they would have lots of cats. It's certainly colorblind. Um, <laughs> you could offer a complimentary drink of bleach. Oh, that's nice. Seems just like poisoning someone. So Danny's probably down with that one. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm <laughs> afraid it works. But yeah, what are some other ways that you can get an underhanded oh. advantage at a game, a friendly game of, of Warhammer? Friendly. You missed the most obvious one of all, John. That's anthrax. Hmm. <laughs> I was just gonna go just undermining I mean, their self-esteem, like just oh, just, there you just, go. Uh, you know, a lot of passive Agreed. aggressive comments, gaslight them about like previous experiences that they've had, deny <laughs> that they've ever played a good game of Warhammer. You know, just don't don't validate, just don't validate their emotions ever, wow. um, and just make them feel like they're just walking in mud uh, emotionally the whole time. An actual tactic you uh, you actually use, uh, ironically. Yeah, great. The best thing about that is that doesn't just work for Warhammer. What you could do is you could do that to, say, like a podcast co-host on yeah. a frequent mm -hmm. basis. Uh, yeah. And now that would really keep people humble and, and very huh. sad. Or a casual um, game of Blood Bowl. A casual game of Blood Bowl you can even use that in. The most casual That's game. True. Yeah. We're all talking about Dickie here, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, the first four letters are right. Oh. Um, <laughs> dick joke. Um, but yeah, I got my uh, dick message. <laughs> I didn't have that sound on the soundboard. I was so oh, sad. Oh, come on. Yeah, well, uh, while setting this up, I went through the old mob rules soundboard, and one of the old sound clips we used all the time was they got my dick message. And I don't remember why I used it quite frequently, um, but I did use it quite frequently. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> so, there, John. that's true I think what's probably best is that you don't uh, try to cheat by something that's only affecting a very specific amount of the population um, yeah. well, maybe know your like, audience right? like, like Danny said <laughs> do maybe, search. Just target. maybe like Danny said just, 
anthrax that way you're like what's the score round five you go what's the score and when you're like oh i'm up by 10 you're like open that envelope <laughs> <laughs> no it's or kind maybe, of more like a pocket sand blow in the face kind of a thing maybe um, you find out that they used to be a smoker and without them knowing you just fire a little nicorette patch on the back of their neck just just a little slap on the back well yeah. 20 milligram uh skin patch <sighs> nicotine Great. Make that them uh, make them horribly, uh, you know, relapse. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh, I like that actually. I think I like that's that. pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to buy some Nicorette real... and not just for yeah. me. Um, you want a piece of gum? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Nicorette gum is so gross. I couldn't do it. Yeah, um, it really. It's next one up here. I, I have oh, a, interesting. Cool. I, cool, I have cool, it cool. down as another day, another preview, guys. Tenth rolls incredibly frustratingly slowly on and um, we are drip fed daily a third of the required information to figure <laughs> out if something's good or not um, we have here uh, this post from the the depth of custodians page says guys can i ask us to show the example and not complain tomorrow let's show them who the real gentlemen are oh, poor guy um oh, to be fair, though, People have been pretty shitty about the previews that have come out. And again, uh, without points or missions, and only recently the full rules leaked. Um, but, but yeah, very critical. What, what are your guys' takes on the criticalness? I think, I think like, within a couple of weeks, we're all going to be completely fucking taken over by this. And, like, we'll be reading through all of the data sites. We'll have all the information. We're all going to just vanish from other parts of our lives. We're just going to burrow into True. them. I say, guys, go hug your loved ones. You know, go spend some yeah. time with friends and family. Um, right. You know, like just, just like put put the time in now. Don't care about these like little drip drip feeds. Maybe we do yeah, like, work one. Make it but, like you know, in this is great advice, no. Like in yeah. three hundred, where Gerard Butler is like nods to his wife, and she's like, "Yes, you may leave." <laughs> yeah, this it's is like, this is a this is a key piece of advice my friend told me a long time ago. Um, but I'll just adapt it for 40k. Um, Anthrax. Front load the 40k. You know, like when you're going to be into this, like make sure you're giving your loved ones, your wife, everyone, like enough time uh, now, <laughs> so that when you right. neglect them later. Yes. Um, it, yeah. Hey, like, this, is a, this is a hard reset. We're get, we like as, as like a third of the information we're learning one or two data slates out of like like the orcs, for example. There's like a hundred orc data slates. We don't oh, know yeah. anything about the orcs um you know we don't know points in any context so like we don't know shit so just like go and live your lives people live your lives because like we're gonna be so deep into this in like 10 minutes yeah and danny followed his own advice this saturday danny on saturday tell me how you maximize your time with your wife (laughs) so after attending watching uh fast x with john uh, I came home and told her that I was going to go watch another Fast and the Furious movie over at John's house immediately afterwards. <laughs> yep. I mean, so, that's spending time with a loved one. Sure. Was, you, you, yeah. you and John haven't shared like you know space in some time. You know, that's, that's, that's all right. That's it. Very nice. Before that, I played Marvel Crisis Protocol all day, so <laughs> it was a really good day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I drunkenly bought a full. T-shirt for Fast and the Furious. It was great. <laughs> So, which Fast and the Furious movie did you guys follow up Fast X with? We watched the the Fast and the Furious was the name of the movie. It was the seventh one. Yeah. Um, it was the one the death of uh, what's his face with Paul Walker. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
which I want to point out really quick, and I know we lose views and listens as soon as I talk mm-hmm. about movies. Yep, exactly. They've legitimately had 40 <laughs> opportunities to kill that character. I know. And they it's refuse so to take them, and it's really annoying. <laughs> uh, and they really should. Hey, right, guys, you're going to be excited about this. Danny, you shared this picture. I really loved it. Um, it is the bestest Ogre Kingdom boy. And I thought, what better, <laughs> what better time to 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 square off our bases a little bit, guy? Uh, I know uh, this is not necessarily the best platform for it, but they did announce last week which initial races were going to be a part of the old oh, world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Instantly thought well, of both you guys. What well, what were your thoughts on this, Danny? As a dark elf, lizard man, and vampire counts player, I was heartbroken and destroyed him. But as a high elf and wood elf player, I was reasonably happy. So I think I'll be. I think I'll be fine. The it is so. I, I'm. I'm again just trying to like stop worrying and and learning to love the bomb, right? Like like this is. I think it's. I think this is unfolding like just an old fashioned GW mess, and it's gonna be. I think it'll be fun. Like as long as. As long as you know, yeah. If you're not expecting, like I said, if you're not expecting eighth edition, you know, amazingness uh, with your new edition, if you're expecting it to just be a quagmire, like the Afghanistan of tabletop war gaming, um, like mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's, I think you're, you're going in all right. Um, yeah. I'm, I am so confused by all of the various, like anyone who's watching it closely has to be nothing but confused right now because the number one thing is they wreck on the tree man. Uh, which is the most gloriously <laughs> hilarious fucking thing I've ever seen. I saw your post on that, but then I didn't do enough research to bother to figure out what you meant by that. Uh, okay. What did you mean? I have three of those, so I'm happy about that. I, should, I uh, like. like look, do I have a tree man model? This is not a. This is not a qualitative arg comment no. about about the tree man. But the eighth edition tree man is now the tree it's man, nice. or it's nice, and it's the thing that is now used it for Sylvaneth. Uh, mm-hmm. Is like in, in Durthu and all the stuff that later became Sylvaneth, the Dryads or whatever, turned into Sylvaneth. Um, so they took that tree man that was a Wood Elf 8th edition tree man away from the old world and trotted out the 6th edition Solid Pewter, which I also have two of, tree man. Yeah. <laughs> um, which also um, begs the question of what are the Dryads going to be? Uh, are, oh my God. So like... So and also, there's so many examples where like AOS as like AOS has like iconic miniatures that were actually like Nagash, for example, is one. Mm, right. Bloodthirster is another. The uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Great Unclean one is another. So right. are they gonna go back yeah. to the old Great Unclean one? And I, just everybody Google it if you don't know what it looks like huh. for, I wanna, for Old World. Are they gonna I go back think, to the old no. derpy 50, 50 millimeter Bloodthirster and and Lord of Ch- Like it's it just. It is mind it is just such a hilarious little breadcrumb and it's all just one picture of, of an innocent tree man. I wanna and, think yeah. that what happened was they were going around their, their factory or their warehouse in Nottingham and there was the, a bunch of boxes fell over and there was a door behind it and they're like, Oh shit, what's this? And they opened the door and it's just three thousand square feet of Warhammer fantasy miniatures. And they're like, Well, it's a lot of tree men. How can we get rid of those? Shit. You want to throw those in the dumpster? Be like, no, those are all metal. I'm not throwing those away. <laughs> have one so of the interns like, and the range. <laughs> yeah, have one of the interns write a game for six years. Like, there's just one guy, like the Milton of GW, down in the boiler <laughs> room, just fucking sweating his tits off. 
Um, Excuse me, yeah. I haven't got my paycheck in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so I am just, I just can't wait to see what happens. Because also, like the thing about the un, the core and the unsupported armies is they, they're still gonna mm-hmm. get like a ravening horde style update. They're gonna have rules. Right, you still play right. with those things. Yeah. I, another big open question: if they're not core armies, um, that says to me that they're not bringing back those ranges. That's the bigger deal. I would uh, probably that says uh, to me that yeah. those PDFs are there to support your legended armies and only the stuff that is core is what they will actually bring back and like barely ever have in stock the difference will fundamentally not really matter because they are not well, going to keep these ranges in stock but i don't so, i don't know if that's entirely true val or if i wholly agree with that necessarily i mean so. they're basically saying well they're basically saying like use the the new lizardmen models and just put them on new bases and we're gonna not when they put the old tree men out and you can't buy the old lizardmen models yet Right? Like, it's so good. It's so, like, what's going on? I don't know. Like, is there someone crying out for help? Like, <laughs> is it possible is it... that it's an old picture? No, it's not. Those are on 20. The War Dancers are on 25 millimeter. By the way, War Dancer, if that's not the model you update in the friggin' Wood Elf range, anyway, it's on 25. <laughs> they're on 25 millimeters. And that tree man sure looks like to me it's on a monster's cab base. Looks like a 50 to 70, 50 by 75 to me. And the old All one's right. on a 50. Yeah. Well, from what I read or I skimmed over and I was like, for me, Skaven are iconic to Warhammer Fantasy. So that was the biggest surprise is their lack of inclusion. But oh, the then the, I read the little the fluff part. It's like, yeah, they're having a civil war. They're hidden away, which seems like a BS reason. But I'm like, all right, as a casual, I understand that. Uchi returned to his home planet it was literally their reason for the fucking. <laughs> like, how did you feel about that, Danny? Like, it's just like. Oh, the demons aren't there because there's actually that that part I wasn't that was the least upsetting one was the demons one because there is yeah. less magic in the setting and that's that yeah. is true. Um, sure. But like the like the dark elves are insular and like keeping to themselves. Like what the fuck? since when? <laughs> <laughs> like what? The Skaven? I mean, they're what? out and about. They're raiding. Like that's that's how they that's how they fuel their whole economy. It's just like America. Like they just need <laughs> like. But, do you have souls? There's no vampire accounts because the Von Karsteins are dead. Yeah, like what about all of the other vampires? Like there, right. there's so many vampires around. Anyway, and like it's the, not the like vamp- they didn't and, have like that is the like that is one of the more more like completely confusing ones. Is like why wouldn't you have like they are they are an old world faction like mm-hmm. the vampire. I, anyway, it's just yeah. what make, is happening. I don't know. It's Sylvania. That one was from, the right? most disappointing one to me was the va- lack of vampire accounts inclusion for sure. Like even though Dark Elves are my favorite army, like no VC like didn't make any sense to me, especially when it's supposed to be focused on the old world and yet there's Tomb Kings. Like so, like what? I think maybe that was just, they, the maybe they world? wanted to give like the undead faction like. The, the the marquee spot to the tomb kings i know. guess yet they're going to release some new tomb kings models i remember them them saying as well uh, and previewing new kislev kislev is an army and kislev is nowhere Bad. to be found and Cathay. i think really what we're seeing is this is the phase one this is the first edition mm-hmm. um it'll be a three or four year cycle and then i suspect that it will be look man if they're able to support necromunda and blood bowl and all these games you know, yeah yeah, uh, like yeah. I, this game is will be continue to get iterated, um, and like we'll have a loyal fan base. And and the other thing is like um, uh, Middle Earth strategy battle game, which I'm just like I had to check my 40k privilege because those people have been like, yeah, they've like barely supported, but it's still there. Like you can, ha- you in fact can half ass a very like complicated range of like very detailed old models 
and never really release anything new. And oh. Like, so like that, yeah. the, 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 there's like a lot of ways they could skin this rabbit. And I suspect this is just a phase one of it. Yeah. Well, phase. the exciting thing for me is like events. So yeah. like when old world comes out and we can start having, like, I can go to LVO and play old world. Like, right. okay. That sounds like the best time ever. So yeah, right. I'm, I'm super stoked on that. Only thing ever, ever made me consider going to Adepticon was, was going there to play in an eighth edition foreign with fantasy tournament. So, uh, <laughs> you know, to do it in Canada. I think ironically, at, like at Adepticon, they, they would have like just like so, like their their fantasy tables would just be so densely packed with terrain. Like, you just couldn't like move it. <laughs> it's like, like, like no line of sight. It's like terrain. <laughs> Well, let's get back to the land of 40K, of course, if you are still interested. Thank you for indulging in, us, by the way, John. Yeah, and, thanks, John. Uh, everything in such Square a wacky, Base. wacky fucking thing. Follow I did along. like talking about the Box Canyon Battlefield, though. <laughs> what? Yeah, with ten, like 12 pieces of terrain, it's like fighting in a Box Canyon. Like yeah, your units okay, are yeah, like yeah, yeah. cracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow along Sorry, on Thursdays. Well, known as Wargamer, Val does Square Based, as I believe still, right? Uh yeah, well Rob's in the midst of uh basically AOS World Champs right now. So I think that I don't know if we'll be on Thursday and we had to miss last Thursday. So well, uh, we'll, we'll pick it up again this week or next week. We'll continue to bring you shitty coverage of old world through here and my limited knowledge, uh, while Rob does a much better job of covering AOS. But it's a lot of fun. We oh. are going to be doing uh something. Uh Danny, you and I used to do this a long time ago. Val, we're bringing you into the fold. Okay. Uh, Dicky, yeah. pull up the slide. Boom. Oh, shit. Time All for right. eBay. The this price is, awesome. is right. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Okay. 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 Yeah, very excited for this. This <laughs> oh, is a very, okay. very requested feature. Daddy, I think this is our most requested segment to bring back. Hype. This is a full bit. I am never, so ready. Yeah. Never bring it back because it's actually a shitload of work to do. And you guys <laughs> will see here. But that's okay. Uh, so our rules, the standard price is right. I'm going to show you a miniature I found on eBay uh, that usually follows a theme. Uh, this week is going to be, we go to the next slide here. It's going to be leaving the range. So we have a whole bunch of Forge World units oh, no. that are leaving the range. Uh, okay. And I searched for some of them on eBay to see how much these out-of-stock models are going for right oh, now. God. So we're going to be giving you... More than out-of-print Forge World, folks. Out of print Forge World is eBay slurps this shit up. Let's go. It sure does. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I searched the prices. What will happen? I will give you guys the listing. Uh, we'll give you a picture of the model. I'll tell you how much the model retails for on Forge World. Yeah. And simply, you have to tell me how much it was trying to be sold for on eBay. Now, none of these are actual listings. These are listed at this price, apart from our last one, which was bid up to the price that we found. Um, but let's uh, move right on to uh, unit one. Okay. I have uh, Gabriel Angelos, chapter master oh, of the no. Blood Angels, uh, owner of the <laughs> largest forehead uh, ever put on a Citadel model to the fact where they had to extend the cataphracti armor headpiece to fit his giant head in. <laughs> um I'm going to let you guys know, uh, he retails from Forge World for $86 US. Okay. Uh, he is currently sold out and will never be made again. Danny, Good. Val, 
Uh, so this is a this is a horse heresy or this is a a a 40k. This is a 40K Warhammer model. 40k character for the Blood Ravens chapter master of the Blood Ravens. Okay. Uh, he is based on the character from the this just like a new god awful video like... game Dawn of War three. Oh, that was a bad. It was old. a bad game. Yeah, he was bad based game. on the character from Dawn of War three. It was a god awful game. Don't buy it. Play Space it's Fal as a Terminator in the mm -hmm. comments. <laughs> 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 and we're not going to bother with this higher lower bullshit because Danny had a chance to cheat oh, um just cheat, tell me oh however God. much you think it's going for on ebay um, so no we got it this is literally this has got to be prices rights rules this is the high this is closest fine, without going over fine, all right well, we'll so the say, person who goes second just, always can guess one penny yeah unless they think that okay yeah. all right yeah yeah, yeah right. for sure and Let's then go. we're using some of these are for sale from britain <laughs> so we're using the approximated conversion rate given uh by so u.s dollars as well we're doing some greenbacks gonna be in u.s dollars all right okay okay yeah. all right by so the way do, val am UK i just going also in? has plastic money uh it was far better i felt much cleaner using it um but yeah go ahead just miss the old pound all right i'm gonna i'm gonna dive in here i'm gonna go Normally 86. Now, this is just asked. This is just listed at. This is, this list. is listed at. This is list. So we're reaching for the stars. I'm going 150 US dollar. Okay. Shit. 150 okay. and one cent. Okay. okay. It's got to be that. I, I was thinking 149.99. <clears throat> oh, you're both oh, wrong. No. Uh, would you like to okay. try again? Then we're going to. We're gonna that was a tester. A that bit. was a tester. <laughs> that was a tester. Higher or lower? Uh, well, higher. <laughs> really? You know, oh, guys, limit. The ask of uh, all right, two hundred higher, two twenty-five. Still <laughs> higher, two hundred and forty. Next slide, Dick. You throw it up here. They are looking for three hundred dollars. Three hundred U.S. dollars. Wow. Lordy Lou. Or, like, we should like. I'm so down for like providing uh, future content for this. Uh, we should go with oh, sold. Yeah. We should go with sold auctions in the future. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but it, because this is one hell of a scalp. This is one hell of a scalp, right? One here. hell of a scalp. One hell of a scalp. By the way, uh, uh, just uh, so we people know, China's a thing. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Like I don't, I don't understand how people just uh, like spend so much money on out of print Portugal stuff when it's obviously from Russia or China. <laughs> well, this one yeah. I picked ones one, that were yeah. an official Forge World okay. packaging yeah. for all of this. At least stuff. new in box. We got um, NIB Forge World. So, uh, no, just to like put a little put a little perspective on this though. So if this is a new and shrink, um, you know, yep. out of print model. This is a this is a collector's piece. This is not this is not for someone who really wants to build and paint this. This is for someone who likes to buy it and put it on a shelf somewhere and then thinks uh, that, that is all of us who just buy drink grab things and leave it on a shelf. No, but the intention is that you're buying this as like as like a future. This is like people who do like uh fetishize like limited edition black library shit. It's the same thing. Not These are not thing. this is not to be enjoyed. This is this is a asset. The Which fact that you're saying uh, fetishize uh, just makes me really uncomfortable um, for, <laughs> for how it's presented. I agree. Um, <laughs> I, I love that there. Good job. Um, but yeah. You're like, it's fetishized. As soon as you say it, it's, it's fetishized, I just imagine some guy sitting in like an open shirt. The ball gag? Boxers. <laughs> and just like, oh, 
Yeah, that shrink wrap is on. Mm. Landed up on the shelf. Uh, next question two. Uh, we have <gasps> Lord Inquisitor Solomon Locke oh, and Lord. one of my faves of all times, right here. Beautiful model. Couldn't find a painted version up there, um, but looks great. He has his little friends, little tech priest, a little servo skull uh, with what looks like toilet paper. Um, <laughs> it retailed for forty-seven dollars US. I think I bought this one for real myself. My uh, two fifty, guys. All right, we're at 250 wow. for Solomon Locke. Oh, Last guy was a turn. There's some action going on here, but it's not really as usable. And I'm going to go back to 175, say, 175, 175. I will say one was sold at the price they're asking for it. Okay, I'm saying 175 USD. now. Yeah, both higher. You need to be higher. What? What, what, what did both say? higher? Oh my. I, I said 250. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, three hundred, three hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh, that's too much. That's too high. Okay, you busted. That's you like two eighty. I don't think you've ever watched The Price Is Right before. Uh, no, I have. Yeah, no, but I was also, not. I was also too excited setting this up, and also realized Danny would always just be like, "You would be like, I think it's two fifty, like two fifty and a cent." Um, yeah, it's called a game, John. It's a game. You try and yeah. win the game. Bring it on up. It's just you. Next hitting. slide here. This one sold for two hundred and seventy-one dollars and thirty cents. That's crazy. That's wild. People just Why? really want that little toilet paper. I have a legit and a fake version of Solomon Locke. Um, you you so, mean yeah. you have two legit versions? I love that. <laughs> exactly right. Again, though, in packaging, this is new and shrink. This is a this mm -hmm. is a very specific kink. Uh, yeah. New and shrink stuff. Like as a guy who watches a lot of Warhammer Fantasy Battles stuff on eBay. Like this is this is specific kink stuff, for sure. Yeah, this is not somebody models. who wants. Yeah, it to is. Paint th it is model. three models. Yeah, it is three models. So you know, it's only but, like a hundred dollars a model. It's not gonna, that bad. I'm gonna take your three models, uh, and I'm going to increase it by one as we look at uh, Inquisitor Lord Hector Rex. Oh, and God Red. Damn, these guys are great. Just, I mean, I would pay four hundred U.S. dollars for that. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh also God. i have i painted have, is, you would have it painted <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i can't i don't know if i gave this one to adam or not but i'm pretty sure this guy is in a box in my in my shed it like this this exact thing so maybe maybe i got myself a weekend retreat finance here <laughs> i think he's more common than solomon Locke. Mm. i'm gonna say Three hundred and twenty-five dollars. Okay, three twenty-five. And I will say this one as well. Same seller, one hand sold at this price. Well, how much do you say it was? Did I say three hundred fifty? What did you I say? Four hundred. Four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. And my camera's frozen. That's yeah. why I look so cool. Yeah, we can we can um, still hear you, but your camera's gone. There we go. We'll try yeah. refreshing it. Uh, he sold for next slide. $369.96. Oh. Beautiful. I mean, Hector X, though. He's dope as hell. Yeah. Wow. He was like a cool way to get like a, like, he was a great guy for a Grey Knights army back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, just so cool. Very cool guy. 
Uh, very cool guy. Let me watch just jump in the real chat quick. pointing out this will watch you in the dark holding his scabbard there. That's interesting. Yeah, now we got you back, John. I've never noticed that. Yeah, there we go. Turns out if I just adjust my settings after things crash, then works. So things work out great. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. And now he's uh, in full foreman on uh, Lionel Johnson's base. You know, no, he's in the herd of watchers. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a great The pride of watchers. watchers. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> The last one we have here today um, is, and Val, you're right, New and Shrink, uh, 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 Forge World does go for a lot. Uh, people really like Forge World. They have positive uh, feelings about it. So that's why I brought up another set that's going away from the range. This guy here, uh, the Stern Guard, Stern Guard veteran set is going <laughs> oh, away. Yeah. The metal ones. Uh, so these are, are the plastic, are plastic ones. Plastic. These are the plastic ones. These were on eBay. I caught this auction uh, five minutes before it ended. Um, and so the price we're guessing on is how much the bid amount was for a squad of five plastic Stern Guard. Um, as cool as they are. And as actually as flexible as that kit is, because there's a ton of bits in that kit. So this um, is, this is, that's an open box. So this is not a, this is no not fetishes a here. This, no. Is, this is to use this. This is to use. Yeah. This is to rock this. This is for this street is rock, wearing. I will say at the time of his discontinuation, this Stern Guard box did retail for $60 US. Yeah. How much do you think the bidding was up to uh, at close? 120. 100 and. Oh. Wow. Oh. Right on the money. Oh, shit. All right. What'd you guess? I didn't even hear it. 120. Double, double oh, retail. I can see double retail. Yeah, I can see double retail. Someone's horny enough. They have a project that they really want to do, and they're like, "Oh no, I'll never get to do it." Yeah, double double retail. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I believe we, we lost, lost John. John. We lost John again. Great. All right, let's uh, let's let's limp this one home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, what a great show! What a great, <laughs> a great show! What a great show! Uh, oh, he's back! We, uh, he's back! Reason, yeah. I'm Diggy, back. How about how, how about that uh, other my, screen my, we have? My camera keeps on uh, disabling are. itself, so I'm just going to leave myself uh, looking awkwardly down at the shame yeah, that I look, felt. It looks yeah, like he's, he's ranting, kind of. Yeah, he's returning yeah, back to his really roots good. as a Doonesbury comic strip. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, I, I love that the high forehead is where it's at right mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, guys, we, we ran a little long today, not terribly amount, but there, you know, there's always time uh, for a little Falcon fiction. Oh, um, and what I really want to say is this one here, we're working through doing more than one segment of it. Um, the story is called To Break a Soldier of the Machine God. Danny, are we familiar with, with the work of To Break a Soldier of the Machine God? Nope. Okay. Uh, it took me three pages to find a section that we could have fake Peter read. <laughs> okay. Uh, but we are ready to go. So here is this week's Falcon Fiction. Chapter one, anguish of the soul on a bed of roses. I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to fall to lose it all, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. In the end, Lincoln Park. It was a dark and stormy night in space. Within the superstar destroyer, the light of Ichigo, the sound of lightning and thunder can be heard from beyond the walls as lightning clouds and thunderstorms fall in the blackness of space. Or, distorting out, the bright I can shining stars and their the glittering evanescence beauty. As he stood in front of the view screen on the Superstar Destroyer's deck, Master Chief Sergeant Commander Shepard Price McTavish Skywalker <laughs> inhaled deeply on his cigar and stared out into the rainy and storm clouds out in space. 
He was a muscular man, but not too muscular. He wore dark golden leather pants. The pants were very tight and hugged his muscular legs without making them too obvious. His black vest was completely black, but it also had several pocket thingies, like the ones on Sandman's camo, from Modern Warfare oh. 3. He wore <laughs> awesome fatigues underneath his black leather vest because he was a U.S. Navy SEAL, as well as an agent of British SAS and Brazilian BOPE. He also had night vision Googles, Damn. as well as a stylish <laughs> mascara and mascara. His Jedi cloak was also made from leather, and its hood was shaped like an assassin's hood from Assassin's Creed, because Shepard is a descendant of Desmond Miles, Altair, and Ezio from different women. His gloves were leather, his belt was what? leather, and every part of his body was covered in red and black leather. At the back of the coat were small images of flames as well as a dragon motif, and on his shirt was the image of a howling wolf riding Super Satan Goku. His leather vest featured a snarling wolf's face, while his pants featured flying gray eagles. His leather boots were similar to those worn by Kim Kardashian's boyfriend last 2011 during the MTV Music Awards, while his wristwatch was the holographic projector of a hot holographic waifu interface like Cortana, only better. Her name is Hobag, and she is from New Jersey. Shepard Price McTavish also wore several nose rings, ear rings, lip rings, and tongue rings. On his left cheek was the word kawaii, which meant warrior, while the tattoo on his jaw was a tolerant swastika, which is a swastika with little flowers. It was a symbol of love and tolerance, according to his tattoo what? artist. That's what he tells Underneath his, his friends. Underneath his clothes, there were more tattoos. They consist of tolerant swastikas, American Eagles, <laughs> Star of Davids, Allah's name in script, the Illuminati Pyramid, naked underage anime girls, and pedo bear. What These the tattoos fuck? symbolize his life what? and the struggle that has made him the man that he is today. He was full of tattoo okay. symbols because he was Yakuza, because his mother was Japanese. His hair had several colors, including silver, red, gold, and bronze. His face was chiseled like a god's, but not an oppressive male god, but more like a god-goddess-androgynous hybrid, which affirms the importance of women in relation to men. His eyes were very uh -huh. large, and they were weapons. One eye was armed with the Bayakugan, while the other was armed with the Sharingan. He got both oh, eyes no. from his mother, who was both an Uchiha and Hyuga princess back in the distant past. McTavish was also the only Jedi in his group to have killed off 52 Seath warriors in single combat. <laughs> At the tender age of 19, he had managed to kill a thousand Sliths. He could also 19. create Force Lightning that he concentrates on his hand like Jidori. He was a master of his dual lightsabers, Naruto and Sasuke. Naruto was a white-colored lightsaber that can concentrate the force into sphere-like energy ball called the Rasengan, while Sasuke was a black-colored lightsaber made out of dark matter and equipped with an energy field for concentrating force lighting oh, called Chidori. When Naruto's and Sasuke's long, powerful energy blades are connected, no homo privilege, matter what? and dark matter are unleashed what? to create a powerful attack power called Kamehameha. Shepard Price McTavish Skywalker has used Kamehameha to destroy hundreds of Seath warriors on his own. This made Anakin jealous and cry to his waifu Padme, who used her, you know what to make Jedi Council very, 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 very smiley, and then banish McTavish to the outer use her, you know what? Despite this, Shepard Price mm -hmm. McTavish Skywalker remains a great warrior. He was faster than Samuel L. Jackson, but also his equal in lightsaber fighting. He also had mastered the Force to the same level as Master Yoda. And like Master Obi-Wan and Anakin, he was a master debater. He master debated all his opponents about his knowledge of the Force, <laughs> making them jealous at his great abilities and knowledge and very long persuasion. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so it turns wow. out that's the one. 
um, I, I did about a month ago, but didn't put in because it was too long. Yeah, well, and it wasn't the one right. I was I was meaning to play. But also, that's didn't okay. have any 40k content? Did anyone or did I miss it? I missed. The oh, 40K? it started that way. Um, but yeah, I remember that sure. one. It turned uh, it turned to Star Wars very quickly. Um, but I also want to point someone. Someone wrote that. You know what though? Well, was there? Was it maybe? Was it maybe a, a funny? Was it maybe a funny? It was probably Peter. Like, because that sounds like Peter that's whenever fair. I talk to him. Really, he that does sound like Peter's like voice. That. That's yeah. for sure. No, no, I mean like the content. He he tells me stories sometimes about this kind of stuff and like <laughs> about his lightsaber Naratu. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Oh, beautiful. That's all I got yeah. for Falcon Fiction this week. Uh Danny Val, uh we're, we're going to sign out here. Uh Frozen John is going to ask you guys anything you want to add before we we sign off for another week. Uh, where I have to start figuring out how the price is right actually works. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty strip simple. You just reveal the price after we both guess, and then we can probably take it from there. Um, yeah, that takes way less time and fills up way less airspace. Yes. Um, John, we just um, need to get a bunch of pictures. We can help out with that if you want. Fair. Sign up. Uh, uh, I sign up for an RTT at one of my favorite local stores, X Planet. Yeah, this is Saga, old Lionel Miranda. Okay, uh, nice. Uh, so I'm gonna bust the boys out, bring some orcs uh, to bear, and have a good time. So I'm excited you know, to think... play at least one 40k tournament before I vanish. That's amazing. I think before that us, even yeah. deserves a games played section. To be honest, yeah. We're going to talk about that tournament. Yeah. Uh, the Falcon will be in a tent, like literally, might be physically here, uh, like in this room with me next week yeah. playing shit. Fantasy Battles. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, who's going to produce that show? <laughs> um, the guy who should probably flip us over to the, the wide shot. Oh, yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite episodes that are guy. the ones where you play Warhammer Fantasy in the background and then disinterestedly engage with us when you remember that we're doing a podcast. Yeah, like a Speaker's Corner thing, which is a very specific Canadian reference. Very specific, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Danny, anything, what's going on? You guys playing that no. Shatterpoint? Playing a little Shatterpoint? Next, still I think needs to be mailed from us. Next yeah. week, I think, yeah, yeah. Maybe the week after. I don't know. It'll be pretty soon. Pretty soon. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I, I went and watched some demos on Saturday. It was it looked pretty fun. Yeah. So it's not a lot of the big fancy content creators. Like I think uh Play On has a series already going on it. Yep. So you can, you can we're not that it. fancy yet. Yeah, all right. but anyway, guys, uh that's all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you for joining us as we explore the grim darkness of the forty first millennium and beyond. Until next time, stay safe, stay warhammered, and remember it's pretty grim after dark. Also, I brought back the whistling commercial. Yes. Yeah. You created decades this, right? later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s no, uh, to such bands as the Scorpions, from, uh, Guns N' Roses, and Pat right, John? Yeah. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time, without cumbersome <laughs> musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, 
is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit, a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CVS, and participating Sam Goody stores. Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. Good night, everybody. Good night.